Hey guys, welcome to the second podcast on NFL Broadcaster. Today I have a special guest, Mr. Crazy Talk underscore NFL. Go follow his Instagram. Um, he's being very generous and going to do the podcast with me today. You might see him on future videos as well. So thanks for being here, man. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So is there anything today that you wanted to discuss or any topics, trades, teams? What's the news with you or just what did you want to discuss today? Um, kind of. Uh, I know before the video we were talking a little bit on the Redskins uh, backcourt, but kind of just the running backcourts around the league, you know, of all 32 teams, because I think this year... Oh, for sure. Um, this year, I, I don't think that we'll ever see another year where every NFL team, well, nearly every NFL team has a complete set core of running backs that can get it done. Honestly, I think you might be right. There's like, it'd be really hard to rank the top 10 because every team right now is, I mean, pretty decent at running back. They at least have like a, a big name starter, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, one team I love to touch on is the uh, Packers. I actually oh, put it on the uh, one Packers of my... Fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on uh, one of my more recent posts, yep, uh, I had put a prediction how I thought that AJ Dillon's going to be transitioned into that offense. Um, last year they ran. I, it's very much a similar uh, situation to what the Broncos put themselves in when they picked up Melvin Gordon, because last year the True. Broncos ran with uh, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Last season, the Packers ran with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Right, one-two punches. Mm-hmm. I now, think A.J. Dillon, he's going to be a stud. I watched him oh, in college, and he's a stud. <laughs> he absolutely is. I, now, I mean, I'm a Boston College fan, uh, right. so I keep up with him. I keep up Boston College every year. All, well, not every year, but every year, every other year, always has studs that come out from the league. I mean, look at the quarterbacks that have come out. You have um, Matt Hasbeck and you have Matt Ryan. And then you have running back. You had Andre Williams, who in his rookie season had a thousand yards rushing. And then the giants messed it up by bringing wow. Shane Green back. But um, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Matt um, Ryan was out of Boston college. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Matty Ice. Potential hall of famer. I don't know if he's a hall of famer, but I mean, he's, you know, he's been with that team, what, like 10 or 11 years now, so maybe mm-hmm. longer than that. Wow. Um, I think he's one of those that gets in just because, I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl. He puts up insane he numbers. Yep. He's beaten, He actually has uh, Drew Brees beaten in a lot of the division records and a lot of conferences, which is something a lot of people don't know, is that actually, <laughs> now Mike Thomas and Drew Brees haven't been together as long as Julio and... Um, Matt Ryan, right? Uh, even as the path they're set on, and the thing is, is Breeze, he's he's going to retire soon. I see him and Brady retiring in the next three years. Yeah, but definitely. Julio. What a lot of people don't realize is that Julio and Matt Ryan are one of the most underrated why uh, quarterback wide receiver uh, duos there are in sports history. I mean, I I put them personally not just because. I'm a fan of Matty Ice, but mm-hmm. I put them personally. I always compare them to what Brady and Randy Moss could have been if Randy Moss and Brady had played together like as long as they did. Oh, yeah, and I think it's because 
Julio Jones went through that like touchdown drought. And it's not that he wasn't getting targets or receptions. I mean, the guy catches like everything. But it's like he just went through this touchdown drought. And I think people were counting him out for that. And it's usually like because of most people, you know, play fantasy football. And they're like, oh, he's not getting me touchdowns. He's not good. That's definitely not the case. I mean, he went through like, what, two seasons or something without a or some crazy amount of games without it a touchdown. Was something, I don't know. I think it was a season and a half. I don't think it was two se- two full seasons. Um, but no, I, I do remember the season where he, there is a season where he did not catch a touchdown. That's nuts. But he's still top three, I think, wide receivers in the league for sure. If, he, if not, he's number one. <laughs> Julio oh, Jones he, is. He is, he is uh, I actually argue he's one of the most underrated uh, wide receivers in the league right now because you hear all the talk about I'm going to say Devontae Adams who no doubt top five not in the league um, I feel like Devontae's underrated he he is but you you definitely hear his name uh-huh. more, like when's the last time you heard Julio's name when they talk about now yes you, when they talk about all time greats or current greats in the league yeah. his name comes up but right now you know, the wide receivers you're hearing about are Mike Thomas. Um, yeah, that's true. Even Julian Edelman's name comes up. I mean, granted. Which shouldn't be. <laughs> you know, that yeah. Edelman's not going to do as good with Brady there. Um, but his name comes up. Devontae Adams. Devontae Parker from Miami. D-Hop. I mean, he just, it, it's, I just find it insane that no one talks about Julio Jones. And, and no one really talks about Matty Ice either. You know, the, the the Falcons are really that team that they have what they need there. You know, they they have the stars. They have the things there to attract attention. Yeah. No one wants to attract attention to them. And I don't know if it's because they know, you know, like, oh, it's Matty Ice and Julio Jones. They're going to go and destroy the league, you know. Yeah. No one's really talked about Matt Ryan since what his 2016 like MVP campaign. I mean, and every season since then, I think he may have had a down season in 17, but even his down seasons are still like above average and he's not getting the credit he deserves. Oh no, I mean they they crank out a top 5 offense year, you know year end and year out. And that's with an age I mean Julio Jones I think turns 31 this year 31 yeah or 32 he's up there so like even with an aging team because normally when you have a team like that who's not considered you know they're not considered the the greats that are around um you know credit to matt ryan for he's 35 years old and he's been able to crank out you know, a top five offense, a top five quarterback play. And, you know, that's with the that's with the last two seasons. Devontae Freeman has been nothing but hurt. Tevin Coleman Always. left for the Giants. I mean, for the Niners last year. And he's hurt, too, wasn't he? For a while. Yeah, he, he got hurt for a little bit. He wasn't he wasn't as injury prone. He's more injury prone with the Niners, which I think is why um, Falcons didn't re-sign him, which is the same reason they re-signed Devontae Freeman. But I mean, even Ito Smith, when he gets the starting job, he goes down. You know, it's they don't just, really have the best O line, though, do they? They yeah, they don't. Well, they have a what? Who's their center? Alex Mack. Yes. And I mean, he's like one of the best in the league. But that's it. I don't know anyone else on the O line at all. Anyway. Um, 
he's really the only yeah he's the only one i can think of <laughs> i'm not even a, a falcons guy and i know that just because he's like one of the best in the league and i think he's underrated but he is but i think that's because his age i mean he's up in his i think he's as old as if not older than uh than matt ryan maybe a maybe a few years he's not far off from matt ryan yeah he probably isn't i think if the falcons really want to get the running game going and more protection for matt ryan i think signing jason peters to a one-year contract would be a-okay even though the guy's like 38 39 years I mean that that's a, I mean even Jason Peters is that guy and I I despise the Eagles I really do yeah I feel having that. to deal with Eagles fans Eagles fans would tell me all the time Jason Peters he's gonna play till he's like forty five what do you think he is George Blanda no uh, but, but you, you know, know what Jason and- Peters is from Arkansas and uh, pig but <laughs> so I'm a I'm a Peters fan. But I'm not an Eagles fan. But anyone that comes out of Arkansas, Hunter Henry, dude, um, the guy's a stud. And I, I, uh, I'm, I work security at the university, so like I get to go to the athletics and I get to go spend a lot of time in the football stadium, and it's so cool. And is the most insane part of my day is just I just get to go in there and walk around. <laughs> um, go actually to to change the subject, talk about Hunter Henry. Um, yeah, sure. Po- I did post. It's in one of my earlier posts, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, and it's under, it's one of those things. So on my post side comment on my posts, I usually, I have like breaking news and then like under the rug news, under the rug news is usually like just small comments about players, you know, um, okay. like Hunter Henry had made the comment that he is, he is okay playing on a franchise tag, which I'm sorry. That's the mentality when you're in a situation like Hunter Henry's that you need to have because he's shown clearly that he is a top tier tight end. He nice. has the money, he has the it, you know the raw talent he needs for that, but he can't stay on the field. Which you know, surprisingly at- was not a problem at Arkansas. At Arkansas, I think in his entire, I think he was there four years at Arkansas, and I don't mm-hmm. think he had a single drop or uh, like a catchable throw like statistically i don't think he had a single drop out of any of his targets i can look that up to make sure but it was like if he had any drops it was definitely under five or ten for his entire career and i don't think he was hurt that often or at all um i think it definitely goes into and you know it, it plays into the the same role of the transition to the nfl i i don't care who you are whether your name's trevor lawrence Tua Tagovailoa, joe burrow Baker Mayfield, you know, Tom Brady. Yeah. I don't care what your name is. There, There's always, with any player, there are growing pains and there's adjustments to the NFL because the NFL is not college, which is what That's I love true. about both of them because, you know, it's awesome to see players from college transition in the NFL, yeah. but it is also amazing. I, I love college football and I love the NFL because I can watch the two of them separately and have a separate opinion. You know, I don't have to look at it and be like, hmm, well, how's this compared to the NFL? No, yeah, for sure. College football is just that college football. And then the NFL is the NFL. Two different you know, levels. It's not, like, it's not like basketball where, you know, not to change the subject to different, but it's not yeah. like basketball where you have the NBA, the G League, um, you know, and the uh, baseball, you got double A, triple A, 
Yeah, exactly. Single like a. you have so many different levels. Like college player, college guys who play baseball. You know, it, it's not a difficult transition because you that most like unless they're a top tier talent. Yeah, they're most likely going to double or single A. You know, they're they're not going to the big time leagues, which that's what makes college football so exciting is seeing these guys like Joe Burrow and Tua. Yeah. Even next year with Justin Fields and and um and Trevor Lawrence is to see them be able to transition. Can they make the transition? And Hunter Henry showed he can make the transition. I just think the transition came at a oh, cost yeah. of you know the wear and tear, and it showed with Gronk playing tight end at that playing that ability of tight end is difficult. It wears down your body. Um, you, you know, no matter who you are. I mean, Gronk is a, it was a, a was a beast and a stud, and yeah, he's back now. But you know, yeah. that, that's why he left is because I mean, he even admitted his body he his body was being destroyed. He was, yeah, he was broken down, and but I didn't like. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not a Patriots fan, and I'm not a Gronk fan. And I just don't like. He said he was like going to retire if he didn't play with Brady, and he legit did. And now that he can play with Brady, he's like, I'm unretired and come back to football and now he's feeling like he's like oh i feel fine i just needed a season or two to heal and i don't know but tight end especially when you're that size you can you do take a beating especially when you block a lot i don't know if gronk was much of a blocker because he's kind of made of glass but <laughs> he was earlier on in his career i mean he always he always was but he's more kind of that that break and that break and go route guy yeah definitely he was there he took the he He'd be there. He'd go take down that one DN, and he'd be off. You know, for the for the uh -huh. fifteen yard slant, you know, or something like that. Yeah, and I think at Arkansas, Hunter Henry, if you his like freshman and sophomore year, I don't even think he was a starter. I think he just he was used as a lineman to block, and then they figured out that the guy has hands, and mm -hmm. he's huge, and he's just a big dude, and. It's kind of sucks because I think he's already like 25 or 26 years old, which is kind of old for like only being in the league four years, three years. I don't know. I yeah, he may be on his contract he one, year. He was one of the late bloomers. I always consider late bloomers like when they come in the league at 23, 24. Oh, compared for sure. to guys who are coming to league at 21 years. I mean, I always compare. I always say yeah. I'd rather take a um, a 21 year old rookie over. Um, a 23 year old rookie because you get those think about it i mean that's two that seasons of development right guy's there. already 25 years old you know he's already five years off from being 30 um Nuts. while the guy who's 21 you have those two extra years so take the could this guy you know possibly be this 21 year old be prepped in one year you know at 22 years old and be a stud starter compared to this guy who's 23 who i'm gonna have to work with you know yeah. Because there's, a lot, there's even a lot of different maturity between um, 21 and 23. You know, there, you got to work with different personalities. I mean, it's the yeah. same. Of, you can't work with an 18-year-old the way you'd work with a 19-year-old because the 19-year-old, you know, is slightly mature and knows a little bit more than what the 18-year-old mm -hmm. knows. Yeah, like when I'm 21, so like I can't imagine, excuse me, I can't imagine coming out of college right now and playing for the NFL and mm -hmm. just – you have to be mentally in check for that. Like when I was 18, I was not ready for that, like something like that. I look back now and when I was 18 years old, 
I'm thinking, why in the world did I think that? Why did I say that? Why would I ever think that way, process new information that way? But I've gone through a lot since I was 18 years old. And just the last three years alone, it just makes me feel like, I mean, it just shows you how much a short time can change someone. And I think, especially with Tua and his injuries, he's 21 years old. That's young. If he could sit behind Fitzpatrick for a year or two at least and heal and learn, he'll still be 23 years old in two years, which is young. That's like rookies still coming out of college at 23 years old. Mm -hmm. And he could have two years under his belt. Hunter Henry wasn't as fortunate as that. He was like 22 or I'm, I don't know. I mean, I guess he was like 21 maybe, but I just feel like he's older. I think he was older for a senior in college. Well, I mean, there there is – and then you can take the extreme case of there was Brandon Wheaton who came out of Oklahoma State at 28 years old. Who was that? Brandon Wheaton? Brandon Wheaton. He was a oh my quarterback God. for the – he was quarterback for the Browns when Colt McCoy I remember was that. Mm-hmm. How did he <laughs> 28 years old and he got drafted? Yeah, the Browns picked him up. I can't remember when. I thought he was um, with Dallas, or was that later in his career? I know he's with the Browns though. I think he was with the he was with Dallas after he was with the Browns. Okay. Because the Browns got rid of him. Because the the Brown the Browns got rid of him and Colt McCoy at the same time, and Colt McCoy got picked up by the um, is he the Redskins? He was with the Redskins for like ever. Mm-hmm. Is he still there? Nope. Wait. Yes. No. I don't know. I can't remember. But he's he's. I remember Colt. I, I remember watching Colt McCoy in college when Texas used to be like number one powerhouse. Now Colt McCoy is like thirty five years old <laughs> or thirty four or something like that. And I'm like, where's time gone? I didn't know Brandon Whedon was twenty eight years old. Who would? That looks so bad, especially on the Browns. That just makes you look bad drafting a 28-year-old quarterback. And then he doesn't even do – I mean, if you draft a 28-year-old quarterback, you got like two, three years tops of prime play because he's got to develop for a year or two at least to even be considered a top-tier quarterback. So by the time <laughs> he's 31, 32 years old, <laughs> you're like almost exiting your prime. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I really don't know how – I don't know how he got drafted, but then again, it was the Browns in 2012. So, Peyton Hillis, is that the year they got yeah. Peyton Hillis? Yeah, Peyton Another Hillis, guy the, out of Arkansas. the Madden cover, <laughs> the Madden curse. I think he started the Madden curse, man. No, that started back with Dante Culpepper when Dante Culpepper was the the Vikings cover athlete, and um. Then he went down with a. I think he. I think he broke his collarbone. The Vikings. He was with the Vikings. Dante Culpepper. Was he on yep. the cover of O2 Madden O2? Yep. Holy crap! I used to play Madden O2 with my dad and my brother on PlayStation 2, and Culpepper was on. And he was like in the game. He was like an all right QB, but like mm-hmm. you never heard of him after that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that was the whole whole Madden curse. That gum. That sucks. Um, yeah. Uh, but I actually want to touch on Tua a little bit. Okay. Is and we had talked about it. I talked about it with you a little bit prior, uh, when we were before the podcast ran. That where he got injured, his hip. Um, a lot of people say, you know, 
the the Dolphins medical staff says he's healthy. You know, the NFL medical, you know, NFL medical staffs around the league say he's healthy. You know, he's passed medical examination. After my rehabilitation, you know, I pulled my plantar fascia in the fifth grade. It took me two yeah. years to recover. You know, after those two years, my doctor told me I'm fine. Yeah. When I was in the when I was in the fifth grade, I ran a six thirty mile. I'm not even lying about that. I Two ran years. my fastest mile. I'm sorry. My fastest mile was in sixth grade. I ran six twelve. And after that, never again. I can't even get a seven minute mile. Well, that's that's what happened the first ever time. Now I had conditioned myself back to learning how to run because I was gonna get back into um I went to get back I played soccer and I wrestled. Um oh, nice. and I also played lacrosse. And I wanted to get back to those things. So I, I did a lot of conditioning and training. That's some good cardio. Back to those and I did my I did my first uh my first mile. I wanted to, you know, I, w- I was finally cleared completely. No no more nothing of having to deal with it. Heck yeah. I ran a nine minute mile. That's a little rough. <laughs> you know, that slowly got back. I think that I think my senior year, the fastest mile I ran was still a seven. 52 i think was it you know it was right off at eight minutes and i i just i look at it all the time and i always look back to it of if i never hurt my foot you know if yeah. because the, the ultimate thing is i'd be running keeping up pace and then my foot would hit you know my plantar fascia would get at me and then i got diagnosed with chronic tendonitis in my knees um dang dude so yeah i just my brother's medical history is worse so <laughs> um, my brother's <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. His his is a little bit worse than mine. But you know, we both know that's why we both look, and we don't trust to his injuries because it's the same reason we don't trust Carson Wentz's. You look at Carson Wentz's injury history; it goes as far back as Tua's, all the way from high school. You know, little nagging injuries you and can it get. Shows. Look at you know, I mean, it, Carson Wentz broke his hand one time. You know, Tua went down with a knee injury. You know, then he went down with a hip injury. The thing, the difference between Wentz and Tua is that Wentz's are just, you know, they affect his throwing a little bit. He can work around them. You know, obviously a broken, I mean, even Tom Brady had a broken yeah. thumb and he went back out there. He wrapped, he had the trainer wrap it up, went back, you know, went out to the next game and, and still threw passes. You know, you can work around this. That time Philip Rivers played on a torn ACL. Mm hmm. I mean, there are things you can play on. I mean, Matt Ryan, I mean, yeah, Matt Ryan, Matt Hasselbeck played when he had a sinus infection, uh, when he was back up for the Colts, Andrew Luck was down. He played four games. He played two of those games of the sinus infection. Damn. They were two of the best games of his career. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan's flu game. There are things you can work and play around. However, two of his injuries, when you're in the hip and you're in the pocket, even if you're running, even when he's running, where are they going to be tackling? At his legs. They're going to be going for the knees. They're going to be going for the hip. And someone told me, well, then they yeah. have, you know, then they have to be, those players have to be fined for targeting. No, they're not targeting. They're doing what they do. Look at what happens when you tackle someone. You're not going for the upper body because then you get things like, um, not the Music City Miracle, whatever the uh-huh. whatever the uh, Minnesota Miracle when Stefan Diggs caught that amazing, you know, Ed St. Pat. Yeah, what yeah. Hap- don't go for the full body. You and- make mistakes. And the mistakes don't get made in the NFL. He's going to take hits like that. 
Yeah. You know, and how much hits can he take before he's not healthy again? I think they're going to constantly be worrying about that hip. And the thing is, is like most of the time, like a correct tackle is when you lead like with your shoulder and you put your body through their body, you know, and you wrap up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you're not wrapping up at their arms or you may not even go for their legs, but you're going for their mid body. Even if you get hit in the torso, you're going to feel that like pressure in your hips if you rotate or you turn wrong and they spin you and your foot is still driven in the the, the turf or the you know like mm -hmm. on the field you got those cleats on your hip rotates wrong i mean that, the that, hip is the thing is, is hip in the nfl a hip or leg injury is i always say the worst possible injury you can have in the nfl it's too, it makes um, it too vulnerable because like even shoulder injuries like okay you're a Packers fan. Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Broke yeah. Didn't he broke break both collarbones? Yeah. Uh, Anthony Barr, I think, broke it on the Vikings. Mm -hmm. But he, um, you know, you can come back from that. Look at him. He's he's still, Aaron Rodgers still a top 10 quarterback. Oh, for sure. No, even even Peyton Manning, now it's a little excessive and kind of a miracle. He went through four neck surgeries. Thought now, his granted, career was over, to be honest. He is good, but... He could still play in the league. They weren't concerned because you're not getting your neck. Hit. You know, guys aren't coming. Go, come on. Get, you know. Yeah. Go down. And he, he, I mean, and I think he had to adapt to get rid of the ball too. And then, I mean, Peyton Manning was never a running quarterback, but they utilized that too. They, people knew he was injured. So they'd call like a bootleg quarterback sneak where everyone's running to the right. And he's just standing back there with the ball and runs to the left, to the end zone, you know? And they utilize the fact that people know about his neck injury and like they do want to protect him, but they also use it to an advantage. And 2013 was the best season by a quarterback I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Uh, Cause he had yeah. Wes Welker, Eric Decker, Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas, um, stack defense. He, that team too. The no fly zone. Yeah, that that <laughs> team was amazing. Just the to get one year Eric Decker was relevant. Yeah, I had, I, so <laughs> it's a little off topic, but, that season, I had Eric Decker, Wes Welker, and um, on from the Packers, I had Jordy Nelson, and I had Aaron Rodgers, and Eddie Lacy, and I think he was good that year. So I had them all on my fantasy team. I won the championship. <laughs> oh, yeah, no wonder. Yeah, I, I totally, I mean, I smoked everyone. It wasn't even close that year. But. That's just my, um, my uncle said in 2000, I think it was... 2009 it was the only ever fantasy championship he won yeah again off topic but he had um peyton manning marvin harrison and reggie wayne and every told everyone told him he was insane for taking three colts players and two colts wide receivers and he went and he blew up the league who was uh you mean reggie wayne yeah reggie wayne my bad no that's cool i was like who's that no reggie wayne i think he's an all-time great and i think he's so underrated like He's known for, like, how many receptions he has, but, like, him and Peyton Manning, oh, my God. And remember Dallas, Car Dallas Clark, the tight end mm -hmm. for the Colts? He was so underrated, and I love oh, Dallas yeah, Clark. Was. Absolutely. Yeah, Dallas Clark was one of my favorite tight ends in history. And um, But, yeah, I mean, people think you're crazy, and I, I had a plan, dude. I had a plan. The next season, in 2014, one of Aaron Rodgers' best seasons of his career, I drafted – I, so we in my league, it's just with my dad and some of his work friends. So we got two keepers. I kept Aaron Rodgers, and I believe LaShawn McCoy because I still had him. 
So Shady. I had Aaron Rodgers, Shady McCoy. Then I drafted uh, Jordy, Randall Cobb. I had like the entire, and I think I somehow got Eddie Lacy again. I had the entire Packers offense on my team, really. And every time Aaron Rodgers threw the ball, I knew. And I had, oh my God, no, I'm sorry. When did Jermichael Finley, I had him one year. He was the Packers tight end that got like like a broken back, a broken neck. But mm-hmm. I just knew every time Aaron Rodgers dropped back, one of my guys was going to catch the ball and score. And Aaron Rodgers threw like 45 touchdowns that season. I won again. <laughs> so it, um, was, it was so fun. Oh, no, no doubt. Uh, that actually is talking fantasy that actually I want to retail back to uh, running backs is yeah, yeah, go. a lot of running backs, especially in fantasy football um, this year, um, have a lot more value in a dynasty league than they do in actual just one season t- leagues. Um, I say that because you have guys like A.J. Dillon. I believe mm-hmm. that A.J. Did, there's two scenarios I see going back to the Packers. There's two scenarios. Aaron Jones's contract is up next year. Correct. Not the next season, next season. You know, there's the there's the possibility that they run with both of them as a one-two punch option, mm-hmm. um, or that AJ Dillon takes the spot from Aaron Jones and they let Aaron Jones walk. Which is why they drafted him. I know the Packers draft is like infuriated probably a hundred percent of the nation unless you're against the Packers, but it makes sense to me, honestly. They they got a steal with AJ Dillon. I'm. That guy was like, I mean, Boston College is so underrated. Like, this guy was setting records, and no one even had him in, like, what, a first or second round pick. And this guy was, like, breaking records. Mm-hmm. So, I think they got a steal with him. Uh, absolutely. He absolutely, um, some other running backs that I want to keep an eye on for future years is because, and, and there's a lot of people who disagree with that. I was always big on, um, uh, always, always big on uh, J.K. Dobbins just yeah. because in the Big Ten, I mean, I remember watching him. Now, um, I used to work up Penn State. Uh, I, I vended. Oh, awesome. I remember, I was up there for the one Ohio State game. Yeah. A, and, and DJ, I mean, yeah, DJ. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. Just obliterated i remember watching the game i remember watching the game penn state it, it was penn state and ohio state and it was saquon barkley's senior season and say and saquon's out here yeah. you know he's going i think he had i think he had 200 yards rushing that game you know something he had you know normal Not saquon either. barkley stats and then there's this guy this sophomore jk dobbins who was just you know I, you weren't watching saquon that game you because there was just a sophomore running back yeah. out of Ohio State who who is this kid? You know, this kid is doing you know, Saquon's doing this. Well, he's coming back and doing the same thing. It's like a uh, shootout of running backs. Mm-hmm. And it, I just I watching him, he is just I, I say he's a, a um B grade uh Saquon, just because Saquon is such I mean, the man's physique is just a gift from God. It really is, dude. He's built and like he's fast and like his his agility is off the charts. Saquon, I'll have him at number one. If they had a better O line, I think he'll he would be doing amazing things better than what he did last year. 
I actually think because they they lack an O line a little bit, I actually put that that they're going to give the ball to Saquon more. Um, because Daniel, you know, you have Daniel Jones in the back. I still don't believe in Daniel Jones. A lot of people. Don't <laughs> it's it's the reason why you know it's it's the reason why I picked my name that I picked. You know, my yeah. name is is Mister Crazy Talk for a reason. I don't believe in Daniel Jones. I don't believe in Sam Darnold. I don't believe nope. in Baker Mayfield. I don't either. I, I don't, you know, uh, I believe probably the most, the, the most unpopular things, <laughs> you know, I, I think two is going to get hurt. He's not going to be great. Kyler Murray. I don't believe in Kyler Murray. I don't either. Uh, I a hundred percent agree with you. If everything you've said so far, like mm-hmm. I think Kyler Murray could be better and I think he's going to get better, but I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. Um, I think he's just going to be your average Browns quarterback, maybe above average for Browns, but he's, well, he's definitely going to be above average. I mean, he yeah. already just in the years he's played, I yeah, mean, has already like pushed that. But he's above average for the Browns, but not for the league, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And Sam um, Darnold, I don't know. Sam Darnold, I just thought they they lost Robbie Anderson, and a lot of people told me, you know, well, they have Bashard Perryman. Oh, okay. When <laughs> was the last time Bashar Perryman was actually relevant in the league? You know, it, it's it's his, just his magical. Me. I avoided Bashar Perryman in any of the fantasy leagues. I'm I'm in five of them. Daggum. In all of them, he was a free agent. He instantly got picked up when the Jets signed him. He got picked up by a te- one of the teams in fantasy, and I'm like, when did Bashar Perryman magically ascend to this wide out one talent? Who is just going to do insane in the league? Especially with Sam Darnold throwing the ball. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have. I I will admit, Sam Darnold. It's the same thing I admit for any QB in the league. I will admit, Baker Mayfield has talent. Sam Darnold has talent. Daniel Jones has talent. Um, you know, Josh Allen has talent. Now, Josh Allen, I do believe in, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't go in today's NFL. Every quarterback in the league has talent. Kirk Cousins has talent. You know, Tom Brady at five million years old still has talent. <laughs> Philip Rivers, I don't care what people say about him. Um, that's my California team, you know, because I was born in California. Me and my brother have the rule. I told you about that. Me and my brother have the rule. We all, we have a, a California team. His is the Niners, and he's always cheered for the Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine was the mine's the Chargers. Because I love Philip Rivers, I love what they had. Um, Philip Rivers is definitely one of the, the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. Oh yeah, um, I think so. I've always been a Rivers even for fan. The last ten years, he has been always rooted for Rivers. I only I, I only liked the Chargers because of Rivers, but now Hunter Henry's on them. I like mm-hmm. I like Hunter Henry and uh, Austin Eckler. I like Austin Eckler. But back to Philip Rivers. Yes, I consistently. And I did a video on this too about Philip Rivers and why I believe he's going to do great at Indianapolis because Indianapolis has like one of the top three O lines in the league right now. And for the past, since 2014, I think it was 2014, Philip Rivers has not had an offensive line that's ranked above 26th in the league. Oh, yeah. He's never had, that's why he's thrown the, you know, that's why he has the interception number he has is to, because he's never looked at him. Constantly when has the interception come? garbage time? His, his, uh, interceptions have never come from him standing in the pocket and being like, hmm, I'm going to throw here now. You know, maybe one or two, but they've always come from 
hurried plays. You know, that's poor judgment on him. Rather than throwing away, he tries to make a pass. Kudos yeah. to him. But then it gets intercepted. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that's how you get Philip Rivers. I always make the joke, even though I say I love Rivers, I always knock Rivers because I say Philip Rivers is the only quarterback that you will see throw a record, a, a game record rec- uh, passing yards and passing touchdowns and still lose the football game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that seems accurate. They always lot they always find a way to lose and like and that yeah he'll still pass for over 300 400 yards sometimes and you know it's like he had a he had a stretch of some I forget what year it was but he had a stretch of 500 yard plus uh passing yards and, and four to five touchdowns in each of those games. I mean he was phenomenal and they they lost they still lost by three points and I'm like ha- I I don't understand they always how. find a way dude like I think there was a stat that the Chargers like not last year, maybe the year before or the year before that, but like it was like seven out of eight of their losses came in the last two minutes of a game or were lost by less than a touchdown in every single loss or it's just something silly. And I felt so bad for Phillip Rivers and I think he's going to really love being on a new team. I, I definitely think I'm one of those people that says the Colts are a playoff contender. I won't say mm-hmm. they're a Super Bowl contender. I say they're a playoff contender. One, because Phillip Rivers has consistently gotten the Chargers to the playoffs, and they haven't done anything. Yeah. You know, he consistently throughout his career had pushed them. You know, I shouldn't say consistent. You know, every once in a while, he, the Chargers would get to the playoffs, and, and they'd yeah. lose. Granted, they'd go up against someone like the Patriots. but Always. You know. Um, they just could never push past that. But the, the this indie team is one of the most complete teams that Philip Rivers will ever play on. Um, They're young. Allen is great. Mm-hmm. Why Hilton is just as good as as um, Keenan Allen. Just you know, when he's healthy. They, <laughs> they knock a lot on the wideout core. Yeah. At, at indie. I don't see a problem with no, it. No, they've Zach always had good. Um, Indianapolis has always had good wide receivers, man. They, you got to think they produced T.Y. Hilton, Philip Dorsett started there, uh, mm-hmm. Griffin Whalen. He was never used, and he was amazing. I feel like he was just like this slot receiver that was never used. Um, mm-hmm. There was other like under the radar wide receivers that like aren't with them anymore that should be, and they were so good. I know that's off topic, but. They always know. have some kind of wide receiver core. It's just like they can't get them going. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the other thing with that is after Manning left, even though Andrew Luck, great guy, yeah, never really cheered for him, especially after he went down. And the second time he went down, I'm like, okay, he's done. You know, it, it's the mm-hmm. reason he retired early. People try to say it's because the game's too aggressive. No, he's just injury prone. You know, there's some guys that are just injury prone. Actually, it makes me want to touch on a. Um, it makes me want to touch on a um, another quarterback who I think I, I've been saying I mm-hmm. am a Steelers fan. I am a realistic Steelers fan. I will tell you, I have predicted that the Steelers would not make the playoffs. I, I've said every year, even the years they've made the playoffs, when they had A B, when they had. Uh, the three B's when they had yeah. Roethlisberger, when they had Big Ben, AB, and Bell. When they had mm-hmm. those three, they make the playoffs. I'm like, they're not going to Super Bowl. What are you talking about? They're a Super Bowl team. They're not going to go to Super Bowl. 
Le'Veon Bell is not a good running back when it comes to postseason play. He played in one divisional round game. He had, yes, 100 yards, but he never is healthy for the playoffs. And I'm sorry, in my mind, you can have regular season stats all you want. You can yeah. pass for 70,000 yards and make Tom Brady look foolish. Make you know, make Drew Brees look like he, he's a five-year-old throwing the football. <laughs> If you can't get to the playoffs, if you can't stay healthy for the playoffs, if you can't play in the playoffs, and if you can't get to the Super Bowl at least once, then it doesn't matter. You're not a good running back in my in my mind. And what has he done with the Jets? They have not Nothing. done anything since he's been there. Yeah, he's not, he's not good. He's I mean, especially after he sat out an entire season, I was like, this guy is not worth that kind of money. Like I knew. Well, he he was really good with the Steelers. Don't get me wrong; the guy was freaking amazing. Oh yeah, he but, he absolutely. Was. But it's like, it's it's almost like one of those system running backs. Like he's just you know he's not going to be the same somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how Brady's going to be. Honestly, he's not going to be the same. Are you kidding? Me? Uh, I'm sorry. I got to disagree with you there. I I'm one guy. I'm pulling for the Bucks because for real. Bra- Brady. Okay, just hear me out on this. <laughs> I put a post out that I think uh, I had a theory. It was a, one of my theory posts, um, and it was about Devontae Freeman and how the Bucks should go out and get Devontae Freeman, convince him to take a lower-cut deal to play with Tom Brady because just looking at it, that O-line, that defense is set. That defense yeah, is everything young. it needs to be, and they have Bruce Arians. And my thing is, is I, I love Bruce Arians as a coach because Bruce Arians – did what with Kurt Warner? Went to, to a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. What did he do with Kurt? He took a injury-prone Carson Palmer and cranked out five years of insane quarterback play that we always knew Carson Palmer was capable of and got the he was old too. Cardinals team to the NFC Championship game with the injury-prone Carson Palmer. Get beat he is, by the backers. That's... Yeah, well, that's why he. Um, th- that's why Jameis Winston did not work in in with the Bucks. That's why he, he just didn't fit the system because Bruce Arians doesn't work with young QBs. He yeah. works with those veteran guys. Which is, I made the I made the argument that even if they took Philip Rivers, I'd have the Bucks potentially making the Super Bowl. Okay, because Bruce Arians, he just. He works with a veteran guy He because he mm. can look at them and I they can look at him and he can go, look, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. Now let's go do it. You know, rather than a young guy, he's got to look at him and go, hey, you don't make that mistake. We got to, you know, fix this. Rather than with Tom Brady, he can look at him and be like, what are you doing? You're Tom freaking Brady. I yeah, I that. know. Don't do that next time. Okay. My my issue is, okay, my issue is with Brady and the Bucks. Yes, they are going to have great receivers to throw to, and but Bruce Arians is an aerial attack coach, and I know for a fact, I mean, Brady, yeah, he can sling it, but he does not have the kind of arm that Palmer had, doesn't have the, he's not one of the top tier arm quarterbacks, and you can see that from how many screens he throws, and I think well, he, it's going to be difficult for him. You, this is where it gets mixed up. I, I actually have heard a lot of people make the same argument. It's because, you know, he uses the running back so much. He uses tight ends so much. Brady doesn't throw the ball. He has. A, I heard someone even try to make the argument to me, which my brother almost fainted upon, 
when I told him yeah. that Brady has not thrown the ball deep since he had Randy Moss, which here's that's the thing. That's not true. I know that's not true. But the Patriots, they played a West Coast style offense. They always have. West Coast style offense, you aren't throwing 20, 30 yard passes. You're throwing 10, 15. You're getting the first down. You're making the defense tire. You're throwing screens. You're dumping off to the running back. Your tight end's right there on a cut route. Bam. You know, your wideouts are going slants across from each other, waiting for one to find an open pocket. There, yeah. There's no defender, and you throw it up to him. The thing is, is he now has guys that they can do anything. And Tom Brady, I'm sorry, I have the one the one rule of the NFL uh-huh. is never question Bill. You know, Bill Belichick, that's my one rule. The one mentality I have is I never, I, I never will throw in the towel on Brady. Okay. Because even it, people say he had a terrible year last year. He had 3,500 yards. He had 35 touchdowns, only like 10 interceptions. Yeah, I don't think he had he a had terrible a good, year. He had a good QB year. I mean, he wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't normal Tom Brady we're used to, but he yeah. also didn't have a receiving core. To look at what he could do with the little receiving core he had, you know, and now he is he is having the best set of wide receivers he has ever played. With. Mike Evans is huge. He's so tall. I love Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. He's gonna Godwin. be good. I mean, even his tight ends. I mean, now you go and take OJ Howard out of the they're gonna trade OJ Howard by by the time the regular season. Starts. But you still got Brait, Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait and Gronk and, and Gronk. a healthy Gronk and Gronk. I know for a fact is definitely more healthy because he's fifty. He's fifteen pounds lighter than what he retired in the league in. He's lighter. He's faster. He's stronger than what he was. I mean, I I watched a lot of his workout videos. And you know, he's it, excited to play again. Oh yeah. Um. Now the running back core. That's where I say Devontae Freeman needs to come in, mm. and I think they could get Devontae Freeman to take a one-year, four million dollar deal of what. Um, I forget who offered in that. Seattle. I think Seattle offered in that yep. so they took Carlos, Car, uh, Carlos Hyde. I think they could offer that because, I'm sorry, it's Tom freaking Brady. Who wouldn't want to go? I mean, yes, I, I totally agree. The Bucks, any team with Brady, I think, is going to be one of those top-tier teams, and you're going to have to worry about them. And if I had the opportunity, I probably would not reject a one-year $4 million offer to go play with Tom Brady, Gronk, Mike Evans, a young defense, an above average O line. Like, no, I would take it too. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Brady is like not a good quarterback. I just think I don't no, want to set an expectation. You know, there's, you know, with aging comes downgrade and comes, you know, not as strong of an arm. We see that with Drew Brees. Drew Brees can't launch the ball like he could before. Um, Actually, to, to touch on Brady, to uh, wind out to the to New England. Yeah, I hear a lot of people. I, I everyone always everyone is bashing Stidham. You know why are they why are they going with Jared Stidham and and they might be running with Brian Hoyer? It goes to my it goes to my one rule, which no one ever listens to. Don't question Bill. Ever question Bill? Well, no wise. No, I agree with you. Is. Julian Edelman was a quarterback from Kent State. Turned into one of the best, you know, he he drafts him, turns him into one of the best um, wide receivers in Patriots history. 
he That's goes in, yes he had gronk and aaron hernandez those are probably his two best two two top picks yeah i mean he goes he gets philip dorsett from yeah. uh he goes gets philip dorsett from uh indy mm. you know a guy who was he was third tier i think on the you know he wasn't a top guy right and he goes to new england and he's here you know catching five six passes a game <laughs> No, any I I totally have faith in Bill Belichick. That's why I think I'm never gonna count out the Patriots. I think Bill Belichick knows exactly what he's doing. He's such a smart guy, and like he will. You any player can go to the Patriots and just become a superstar. You can be undrafted. Take it from the Arkansas players because Dietrich Wise, Trey Flowers, um, and I think they have one of the. Hollister. Jacob Hollister was not an mm-hmm. Arkansas player, but he's the twin of Cody Hollister, who was on the Patriots um, practice squad. And Cody Hollister was one of those guys out of Arkansas. He was like a third stringer. He came in the game, but he never dropped a pass. And he was always clutch. And nobody noticed him. And But, you know, Mr. Bill noticed him. And he notices, though. He, he just knows talent. I love Bill Belichick. Like, I don't like the Patriots at all. And I don't like Bill Belichick, but I like Bill Belichick. It's so hard to – like, you just know. I never count him out either. And I 100% agree with you on that. Because I, I, I keep looking at people. I'm like, there is some – I said through all of this. Yeah. There is something that Bill sees that yeah. none of us do. And it's going to show when the um, catchphrase I always say is, we got to wait for hike. Yeah? What's that? We got to wait till hike. And it is going to show from the first time Jared Stidham says hike, he's going to go, and you're just going <laughs> to see magic. Yeah, that hike. That I get what you mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, wait, what, what do you mean hike? Duh. Like, <laughs> hike. Yeah, yep. I think he, they're not going to have a problem at quarterback. He knows. I guarantee they've been doing stuff. He just Even like with all this COVID stuff going on, he's been preparing Jared so I think it's gonna be. They're gonna be fine. They always find a way to be okay. When they're wideout, I mean, I mean, they're tight ends. Uh, uh, to touch on their wideouts quick, I do feel Nikhil Harry is gonna do a lot better now with Stidham. Oh, I yeah. see Harry. I, I see Nikhil Harry exploding with Stidham, I do which too. I think I, I I also I have a conspiracy theory that Bill drafted Nikhil Harry not for Brady for Stidham. Makes sense. Because I think uh, Brady and Belichick knew that they weren't going to be together the next year, so. Oh, they they knew it. Yeah. Um, uh, Brady knew it at the, you know, Brady knew it at the start of the season. Yeah, he did. They, he knew what he was doing, and Bill knew what he was doing. Yeah, I think which is why Bill didn't really, you know, people say that Bill sabotaged Brady. You know, I heard someone that Bill sabotaged Brady's. Uh, career in in uh new england just to get him out you know he's sabotage you no no you wouldn't Look, do that brady has had the most he has had the he has passed the most wide receivers he has the most touchdowns to any to different wide receivers yeah and he always has a rotating now I, I did word this wrong one time uh when i was uh debating my one friend mm-hmm. and he I said brady never keeps the same receivers I didn't mean to word it like that because then he came back and he goes, well, he had Edelman for two years and he had Gronk. I mean, he had Edelman for 10 years and he had Gronk for 10 years. Um, what I mean by that is outside of his top guys, 
they're always, you know, the, the door Rotations. is always evolving. Yeah. Look at his entire career. He's never had the same maintained set, you know, of Chris guy. When Edelman was on the team, you know, Edelman didn't become relevant until four years ago. You know, it goes in stages. There was the Corey Dillon. There was the um, Dion Branch. Yeah, I remember Branch. He was good. You know, there, there was Aaron Hernandez. There was Gronk. Then there was the Edelman era. They go in eras. Uh, I actually got that from uh, Colin Coward, who is, again, one of my, you know, he's he's my idol. Mm-hmm. I look up to uh, when it comes to sports a lot because I agree with a lot of, you know, he says a lot of the craziest things there are. Um, yeah, he does. But that's. You know, that's just fact. It, is it goes in eras, and even though there's guys that may stick around for a while, uh-huh. they, he never. You know, they're never relevant for those ten years. They're they're never the same guys. They always come and fade. You know, I remember Wes Welker. I will always remember. Oh yeah, he's good. Patriot. He was with forever. Mm-hmm. You know, but his time. You know, he came up and he faded down. Makes sense. That's just how the that's how Bill Belichick works, and that's the system. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Sense. It just makes sense. Um, I do. So I'm probably gonna have to call this podcast here. Um, as much as I hate it, because I could talk football literally forever. Oh, uh, I could. <laughs> I have that. I have that. Uh, that disease too. Yeah. No. I. That's why I actually started this channel. I was like, you know. I talk football all the time. Might as well make a channel. But um, I got an interview, another podcast at 7 o'clock, and I got to eat dinner. But, dude, I would love to have you back on um, anytime because I'll be doing this for hopefully a very long time. And it's just great content. And I think you made, you, you're just great at keeping a conversation going. So, everyone who's watching, please make sure you follow Mr. Crazy Talk underscore NFL on instagram he's just starting out please go give him some support the craziest talk you'll hear in the nfl the greatest talk show you'll ever hear about the nfl true that true that no actually i'm first <clears throat> just kidding <laughs> no but what? y'all gotta start Dude, somewhere you didn't say greatest. i said craziest talk you'll hear in the nfl <laughs> yeah no well you know what collaboration and getting your name out there is how we all start you know so um just keep in contact with me. Just keep DMing me on Instagram, and we'll do this like real soon. Probably, hopefully, within the next couple of days, and we'll just get some podcasts recorded. But I'm gonna have to call it there. Everyone, make sure you like and subscribe, and I'd really appreciate it. Comment with your feedback, your thoughts, your opinions. Hope you guys enjoyed having the guest today. This is podcast number two, and I'll see y'all later.